Well, the summer season is here, race fans. We are now uh, working our way into August. And championships starting to heat up. Of course, this coming weekend at the Supercarts USA Summer Nationals, the Pro Tour will be decided. So we are in the stretch run. And again, race fans, welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief. Rob Howden alongside David Cole, episode 8 for 2017. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much for everybody listening in and, and downloading us, uh, subscribing on iTunes. Uh, obviously a fantastic way to be able to listen to a little bit of karting discussion as you're on your commute to work or, or coming home. All you got to do is head on to iTunes and search for the EKN Radio Network. You can sign up and subscribe and uh, download all of the podcasts as they get done. A lot more stuff planned for David and I throughout the 2017 season and of course, into 2018. New shows uh, on the the drawing board right now. Some more that we'll be coming out with. Uh, just excited to get this thing going. And, of course, uh, very soon we'll have the full launch of the EKN Radio Network on eCardingNews.com. David, uh, welcome to another show. Uh, a tough one to kind of fit in because we are extremely busy right now. I know you've got the editorial uh, pen working hard on the laptop to uh, to get things ready to go. Uh, getting the previews out for this weekend's Summer Nationals. But again, essentially heading back this weekend to your second home, <laughs> Newcastle Motorsports Park. Yeah, I consider Mike Adams my close uh, <laughs> half-brother because I see him so much now. Uh, yeah, third third weekend there in five weeks. So it's it's been a, it's easy because it's only four and a half hours from, from my doorstep. So I, do, I don't mind it at all. The Dismore family and Mike Adams are, are super uh, friendly and, and supportive of the sport, and I love going to see them. I actually got to stop in at the Comet Cart Sales shop uh, last time I was down there, getting a few nice. parts here and there. And, you know, it's good to see, you know, the trenches, inside the trenches, you know, of a, of a real cart shop. I mean, they're, they're at the racetrack all weekend long. Monday morning, they're right back at it, 9 a.m., filling out all the weekend orders, getting all the engines coming in from the racetrack. You know, it's just – it's a nonstop cycle that goes on over there. Yeah, I think it shows you the, kind of the vibrancy of the sport and of the Dismores, right? How how they're just entrenched in it. It's what they do. And they, they're, as you said, they're at the racetrack all weekend long, right back into the brick-and-mortar shop on Monday morning. And that's that's kind of the, that's the foundation of the sport. You know, there's a lot of, obviously, teams that uh, you can call them shops, but they're not really shops. They've become race teams. That's one of the big things at the national level now where a lot of these teams aren't so much cart shops. They're just teams. They, they they service a very tight, small group of customers, whereas a shop like Comet Cart Sales, they're here for the entire sport. I love that. I love to see that. It's great. All right, David, let's, uh, let's have a quick uh, run in here again. We do want to thank you all for tuning into this particular edition of The Debrief. Lots to talk about. We've got uh, some news to hit on you. A lot of stuff's happened over the last couple of weeks. We'll do our racing recap. Uh, a couple of events to talk about, uh, a little, little shot into the Operation Grassroots. More great stuff happening with the Briggs 206 program. Of course, we'll wrap up with our racing calendar, let everybody know uh, the races that are coming up over the next couple of weeks. Do want to thank our presenting sponsor for this particular edition of the Debrief, IAMI USA. IAMI USA East and West are the sole North American importers for IAMI engines, parts, and products. IAMI is the heart of CART. They manufacture high-quality, reliable racing engines with consistent performance. IAMI fuels this passion through a worldwide racing program, promoting karting as a whole with top-quality equipment. Their popular X30 and Swift engine formats are among the most popular in the world and the backbone of single-speed competition this weekend at the Scusa Pro Tour Finale. 
David, tons to talk about now. It's been a while. We haven't done a, a, a debrief here in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, you were able to roll out uh, and do the calculations for the EKN driver rankings powered by Bell Racing USA. It's starting start to heat up. You know, we're obviously going to be, you know, crowning our essentially driver of the year, the top uh, driver in the rankings at the end of the season. Those drivers in both the stock Honda and the tag categories are going to get a brand new Bell helmet. Now, that'll be fun to do. We're talking to Chris Wheeler about how we're going to kind of do some, a presentation at the PRI show this year. But uh, things kind of holding station in stock moto, but a change again in tag. Well, a lot of it has to do with the addition of the Winter Nationals. I mean, you're you're talking mm. two extra rounds of racing at the top level. So that changes the number a bit. And also the moving of the Summer Nats here to August instead of July. So we saw in the tag category where Norberg is losing the two wins he had last July, he's losing that because we yeah. calculated it for the end of July. Well, so that moves Craig <laughs> up to the number one spot who has the Rotax Grand Nationals victory last year plus the Super Nationals victory and what he's done on the Pro Tour this year as well. So so that's jumbled that around. But it's still the same top three with Jake Craig, Ryan Norberg, and Brandon Jarzakrak. So you have the three guys racing for the Pro Tour Championship this weekend who are the top three in our driver ranking. So that, that yeah. matches up pretty good. We'll remind our EKN readers that uh, the, the rankings are a sliding 12-month scale. So it's it's your best finishes over the last 12 months. So as you know, every time we move another weekend, whatever you had in that weekend that's outside the, the, the 12 month is gone, as you said. So drivers last year who did well at the Scusa Summer Nationals have now lost those but have not been able to replace them with the new summer nationals. And again, this, this weekend's event at Newcastle, the finale of the pro tour is going to, he's going to change things. And, and, you know, interesting uh, to watch Brandon Jarsakrak right now, David, I know you and I have talked about him. There is not a driver. I think in the sport right now on a run, like Brandon, the kid is on fire. He's winning races everywhere and every different, uh, every different organization. He is going to be tough to beat this weekend. Well, he's Mr. July. I mean, he yeah. did it four straight weekends. He was at four different events. Didn't get beat at a, in a main event or uh, or heat race because of the F Series does heat races. They don't do a main. Uh, he was unstoppable in the tag category. So he has he's on a roll. Uh, he's coming in to Newcastle where he's won he won four times in July, wow. both once on Bridgestone tires, the second time on MG tires. So now he's on Evinco tires. So can he do it? Make it six for six. You know, that, that that would be something that would be astonishing. I mean, we, we saw something like this with Gary Carlton back when he was here racing shifter carts regularly when it was the ICC category. I mean, he was the guy to beat him or Alex yep. Speed. Like, we would see those guys just win constantly, constantly. Well, Tag, we've never really had a guy do that. I mean, we've had some guys like Ryan Norberg last year who came out and won three of the Pro Tour races. So I mean, out of the out of the five, so that's that's a really a, a solid record. But I mean, to win like this, it's it's something we haven't seen in a long time. So we'll see if he can keep going on into uh, into August and even September. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, to have that momentum, we talk about that so much. Whether it's uh, here in karting or whether I'm, I'm I'm doing my play-by-play with the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, it's that momentum. Once you have that confidence in your cart, in your tuner, in yourself. You know, that kind of momentum is, is what uh, will roll into this particular weekend. It's going to be exciting to see what happens. Obviously, results here are going to play a, a big role in how, in how the driver rankings kind of evolve over the the uh, the month of August. And, of course, as we roll through to what will be the, the big event, we talked about the 
and the Bell helmets that we have that are going to go to our number one ranked drivers at the end of the 2017 season. They'll, of course, use the results uh, from Supernatural's number 21 and David Supercarts USA opening up the priority pre-entry program uh, for the Supernats this year, just over three months away from the Supernats. But again, that priority pre-entry program allowing drivers who have run the entire season with Supercarts USA, giving them the opportunity uh, to get in early uh, and... Uh, and get themselves entered because we know a lot of these classes will fill up. We find people on the outside looking in, wanting to come to the Supernats, wanting to be a part of the Vegas uh, Spectacular, but not getting entered fast enough. And that's something we just tell guys, if you plan on coming, get your entry in ASAP to make sure you lock yourself down. More top news here that you saw on the EKN News Desk. Uh, Rock Cup USA moving their national final over to Palm Beach Karting. It'll be the same weekend, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. And again, seven tickets up for grabs for the Rock Cup International Final at South Garda in Italy. Always an amazing event. And we'll see what drivers are going to be representing uh, the Rock Cup USA program uh, when they head to that event in October. Uh, A little progression. David, one of the things that that has been part of the EKN program since it started. Uh, A look at the drivers who have worked their way up the ranks. We've seen so many young pilots Uh, advanced through karting, whether it's the drivers in the Verizon IndyCar Series, so many now in the sports car ranks as well. Exciting. Anytime you watch a a Pirelli World Challenge event or an IMSA event, whether it's the Continental Tire Series or whether it's the full IMSA WeatherTech Championship, David, it's just stacked with drivers that we've we've been talking about for the last 15 years. Oh, of course. And this program is something that we've seen over the last couple of decades, develop drivers. Uh, You know, Joey Hand comes to mind. All these... Yeah, Team USA Scholarship. I didn't mention actually what it was. We're talking about the Team USA Scholarship and the 10 candidates that they brought to Mid-Ohio for the essentially the interview process. Yeah, and it's a great way to to get drivers accustomed to trying to be a professional race car driver. It's kind of the the learning stages, you know. When when you get through this program, I mean, Jeremy Jeremy Shaw does a great job teaching these young drivers, you know, how to be presentable, how to present yourself to sponsors, and just how to be – a pro at being a, at a as a driver, um, you know jo- Joseph Newgarden, Connor Daly, Joey Hand, um, uh, just tons and tons of drivers that have come through this program. Even Brett Smurs, who's gonna who, who we'll see this weekend back in a cart. No doubt, uh, yeah, it's it's just to fill people in the Team USA scholarship, an incredible program, uh, long time and esteemed. Uh, a racing journalist and announcer Jeremy Shaw has been doing this program to support. Uh, young American drivers as they work their way through the ranks. He's trying to identify drivers with, you know, just kind of getting started in racing. And, and he takes them, brings them in, selects two to take to Europe uh, to race at the Farmer LaFord Festival uh, at Brands Hatch and the uh, Walter Hayes Trophy at Silverstone, an opportunity to run Formula 1600 uh, in Europe. And what it's done for young drivers, as you, Dave, you, you rolled out a bunch of names. You throw Charlie Kimball in there. Uh, we put in guys like A.J. Allmendinger and most recently guys like Kyle Kirkwood and Oliver Askew. And and just that experience just takes them to the next level to throw them into that uh, that realm of racing and, and the international the international competition. And when we see that these drivers come back, they're just such different individuals when they come back. Oliver Askew, I think, has been a perfect example. Been so good this year in the Cooper Tires a USF 2000 championship powered by Mazda. Dominant driver to a certain extent, won a bunch of races. Will challenge for the championship in a couple of weeks at Watkins Glen International. And you look at the names, David, uh, I'll just throw a couple of them out there who were um, 
obviously candidates this year for Team USA. Saber Cook involved, Kyle Kirkwood, Carter Williams, uh, Elliot Finlayson. We have seen so many young guys that we and girls that we've watched come up through the ranks. Uh, we're at Mid Ohio for the interview process, and I know you. I know you. We, we talked off air about me kind of thinking who I think the top two are going to be, who the drivers are going to get selected. It's it's too tough to call. I, I wasn't able to be there for the interview process. Uh, Chris Wheeler was, and I know he's posted a couple times to uh, uh, to social media that he he has no idea who it's going to be because the, when I talked to the to Jeremy and, and and Chris and a couple other guys, Kyle Kimball from Mazda, he said it was an unbelievable group of drivers this year and how they presented themselves, and I think that speaks volumes to how this program has pushed drivers. They know they know when they come to this interview, David, that they've got to be on their game. Yeah, and and being. With Kyle Kirkwood being one of the uh, the top tens uh, coming back, uh, I think he has a pretty good shot of, of returning. Uh, you know, with what he's done, and we're we're seeing him do it in uh, in cars this year now, being a very professional type driver. And I think he could go back yeah. and very very well compete for some of the victories uh, at the events they go to. But yeah, you know, like you said, a lot of these kids have have seen it now; they understand it, so it's easier for them to come in and and to be professional and to be uh, sociable and, and understand the job that they need to do in order to have this opportunity to take advantage of it. Yep. Wild thing was a bunch of those drivers came in for the the, uh, the interview process and then flew out that night to make sure they could go racing again. I know Carter Williams, Sabre Cook, uh, Jonathan Koitek was involved as well. I believe they, they, you know, they went right back to race again the next, the next day. So uh, a lot of racing going on, and for these young drivers to be able to, to get a chance at this opportunity, it'll be interesting to see – uh, what drivers are going to be brought in for the uh, the shootout section? It's it's, it's going to be an awesome deal. And, and again, hats off to Jeremy Shaw, everything he does with the Team USA scholarship. Moving forward, uh, David, it's actually some big news, and I, it was it was tough to to hear it. The WKA uh, canceling the Gold Cup event at Thompson Raceway. You know, you and I have talked many times, David, about uh, about w- what needs to be done in terms of the WKA Gold Cup, the four cycle program. Uh, they had the you know the WKA set up with the 206 and the pro glass class where, where they ran the you know the lay down seat and the big nose and there's kind of a move everywhere else other than gold cup to the more cik style where you're seeing the growth of the kpx program the 206 cup of course canada with with huge grids of cik carts lack of entries was what was called the issue with the, the race at thompson uh, i know that the guys at thompson put their own race on anyways they wanted to, to have some fun and, and keep racing and that was last weekend july 28 29 30 or the weekend before rather you know, WK saying you know the next event's going to be early October in Barnesville. What are your thoughts? Where where does the the WK go with this Gold Cup program now? That's a big hurdle, a big that's a big issue to have to cancel a race. I don't think you really want my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Uh, well, you know, do you want my WK hat or do you want my my uh, there, well EKN hat? <laughs> you know what? Let's go your EKN hat. I think I would rather hear, you know, this is EKN. I know that obviously you're a trustee for the WK. You do your best to try to grow that program. And I know how much, how I, much the, the organization means to you and your family. So I, I, I wear the one, I wear the one hat. It's just carding in general. I mean, it's exactly yep. the gold cup is it's the, the problem where we have right now is with the, not just with the gold cup, but the organization itself and not being able to feed from the bottom up. You know, it, it's 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 a number issue. There's not as many racers out there racing the Gold Cup format 
at their local clubs. I mean, I go to the tracks in Michigan here, and it's all two-cycle stuff. There's there's no yep. four-cycle stuff. Well, Gold Cup used to be big with the flatheads, you know, in, in, the, in the 90s that we saw in the early 2000s. Well, even just three, four years ago, it was pretty good with the animal program. And then just with the introduction of the 206 engine, everybody kind of switched over to that. And it's a more economical solution to racing to where you don't have to take your engine in to be serviced after every weekend. You don't have to make sure you're getting new tires every weekend. So it's, yep. there isn't really a, fi uh, a definite answer on how to solve the Gold Cup program other than it just needs to be maybe tabled and, and looked at building the local level rather than trying to promote a national series. Because in all honesty, four-cycle racing shouldn't be at the national level. Um, I would prefer to see something like one big main event, main race, like, like a runoffs type event for four-cycle racers. So that way they can all, you know, tune up throughout the season at their clubs, at their regionals, and then, boom, everybody meets at this one event, kind of like what we see with the Super Nationals, with, with, uh, with top-level two-cycle racing. Uh, you know, David, go ahead. you and I have talked about, you and I have talked about this so many times, David. It's when you, if a driver is selecting to run a 206 program, it's, it's more than likely that they're looking for affordable racing. You know, we're talking about an engine that's worth, that, that costs less than $600, right? You can buy a, a race-ready cart from Margay, for example, for less than $4,000, right around the $4,000 mark. When you talk about travel and what it, what it takes to travel, the, the expense of, of hauling a trailer up there, hotels, whatever it may be, the cost to race a national program from, you know, from Barnesville, Georgia, to, you know, Thompson up in, in New York, or Ohio, rather, um, that those costs of travel kind of, outbalance why you're actually racing the 206 program i think i think in, at least in, in my in my opinion that's one of the issues dave you and i've talked about right is it well that that's you're racing 206 because you want to save money yeah that it's mean, a major issue right and you and yeah we're even seeing it on the two cycle yep. side you know people don't want to travel all the time because traveling now is has become the more expensive side of racing with hotels and even even you know buying an rv and keeping it up and keeping it running yeah. uh Food costs, gas costs. I mean, luckily we've seen the gas, you know, to kind of dip down, but now it's going back up a little bit again, at least in here in the Midwest. So, it, you know, it's always – it's the, the, the travel expense has definitely gone up further in, with inflation than, than we've seen anything else. I mean, track costs are, are, aren't too bad from what we've seen in previous years, at least, you know, sprint cup or sprint karting. But uh, it's it's the travel costs that continue to rise and rise and rise. I mean, look, look, I mean, going to McDonald's for a family of four, it's like twenty five bucks, where it used to be like fifteen. Yeah. That's oh. right. Yeah. And we're not seeing the people staying. You know, when you go to the racetrack, they're not sleeping in the back of the truck or the trailer or staying in the tents. It's hotels and and like you said, it's RVs, it's whatever it may be. And some of these tracks aren't even set up for you to place to put a tent. Uh, you know, when I I know when I raced, I slept in the back of the pickup truck when I was when I was younger and. And that, all my all the guys that I race with, we all just slept in the back of the pickup truck or had a tent or whatever it may be. So things have changed a little bit, and, and maybe maybe it's time for for a reset, as you said, David. Maybe it's an opportunity here for the WK to say, listen, you know what? We're not drawing even forty or fifty guys to our our Gold Cup program. Maybe we stop. Maybe we focus on rebuilding the foundation, because you and I talk about the pyramid. We all talk about the pyramid. If you don't have a huge foundation and then work your way to regional, then work your way to national. Really, a national should be the top drivers of all your regional series coming to go head-to-head because -head they're looking for more competition. 
regional series is supposed to be the club guys battling it out in the regional programs. And that's why we do see some strong regional programs in areas where there are clubs that will feed that regional program. I, that's It's a basic hierarchy of class structure when it comes to competition, whether it's stick and ball sports or, or racing. You just you got to have that strong foundation. And I think that's where the, the focus needs to go. That that's that's what I've been saying, but not a lot of people listen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, keep shouting, keep shouting at the moon. Somebody's gonna listen. Hey, let's, uh, Dave, let's jump into the, our, our racing recap. Now we have uh, a bunch of races we want to talk about. Uh, we'll start off with the Texas Pro Kart Challenge, and what you know, something you and I were excited about was that race in the middle of the of July a couple of weeks ago uh, at the at the facility in Amarillo. Uh, so cool to see. Uh, Gina and Mark French, of course, the promoters of the Texas Pro Car Challenge, find this racetrack that was untouched. Uh, we talked about it in the last debrief that it's essentially a copy of the F1 track in Turkey, Istanbul. Uh, you know, not not in their area. That's the one thing about it. They, they ended up with almost 60 entries. Didn't get a huge turnout for the event, but they did have guys come in from Colorado, from from California as well. The people that that came really enjoyed the circuit. Missing some of the amenities, of course, really just a, a track by itself, kind of a, a private racetrack. But the bottom line was is they found this track, brought everybody out there, and a pretty cool deal to see these guys, you know, really christen a new facility. Yeah, anytime you, you're – I've I've been able to race on a racetrack for the first time, and anytime you get to do have that opportunity, you kind of keep that in, in the memory bank. And you're like, yeah, I was the first guy on that racetrack, or I was yeah, at the first exactly. event there. They even made T-shirts that said we, you know, the first inaugural Amarillo Kart Circuit tra- race. So it, it's and to help, it's a great circuit to drive. I mean, we've seen some onboard videos, and uh, it's it's got a lot of high speed stuff and a little bit of a little bit of tight stuff, but it's it's definitely a fun track to drive. So it was really good to see Gina and Mark uh, have, make make it a spectacle. You know, it wasn't just another race. No, that they and they do go all out. Uh, P1 Promotions is the actual the, the company that uh, that they formed to to promote the Texas Pro Car Challenge. Driver intros, full barbecue, had some awesome trophies as well. You look at that program, and they've got some good numbers in the the mini and micro swifts. That's you're going to see them start growing that program. When you have good numbers in those kid classes, people start to grow. They'll move into junior, eventually into senior. That's what you want to see that that growth uh, in those younger classes. Let's go to the other part of the country. I actually was able to, actually, not, not even another part of the country. Let's go to another country, <laughs> but the other coast. Uh, the week after that, I was actually able to, to finally make my first trip to Greg Moore Raceway in Chilliwack, B.C. Uh, we did an EKN live coverage of the second round of the Can-Am Karting Challenge out there. David, you've been there before. Uh, I had not. What a fantastic venue. What a, It's intimate, but it's a great racetrack. Lots of opportunity to overtake. What a great place, man. I'd love to have a track like that in my backyard. Oh, 180 after 180 after 180. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it definitely gives you the opportunity for a lot of passing zones, a lot of fun racing. I, I'm assuming the 206 class was a blast to watch with, with just the way the circuit's laid out. So it kind of gives you that back and forth, back and forth type feel. With, But it still has that high-speed stuff. A little bit of tight stuff there, but yeah, it's it's a great track. And plus, the setting around it with the mountains and everything oh, yeah. is really is really cool. And it's right in it's in town. It is. I think it was a, like a five or six minute drive from the hotel. We it's it that was just incredible. They had around seventy five entries, I believe. Really strong grids in senior max and junior max. Great racing, and of course, those drivers battling it out for a Rotax ticket. 
uh, to the the grand final. Uh, again, just great racing on a national level circuit. Uh, the West Coast Kart Club was just absolutely tremendous host. But you talk about the 206 battle as well, and and you know you know, you know Derek Wang's going to be in the middle of the fight. But the funny thing was. So Dalton Egger and Brady Egger, the Egger family, of course, who owns Pat's Acres, they were there racing. Brady ran both days. Dalton took pictures the first day. He was taking the shots. And he also uh, photographed the race on Sunday as well. But he, he raced on Sunday in 206. Well, they kind of hooked up, battling it out with Jacob Gulick David in the final, on the final day uh, on Sunday. And, you know, we're out there. You're thrashing away. You know, you're, you're, you're trying to stay with the lead group. These guys are cruising around like it. They had the carts were perfect. These guys obviously know how to drive. They have tons of laps. Gulick and both Eggers, uh, Brady and Dalton. But it was one of those deals, David. You just knew they were just kind of it was you know fifteen lap race. They were just cruising around waiting for that final battle, and they just they made it look so easy. And I was kind of a little annoyed and a little jealous because they were just out there making it look so easy. Well, yeah, I'm sure this is the this is one of the many wars that they've all had with the Gulicks and the <laughs> exactly. Eggers and the Wangs, and I mean. All of those guys battle it out at Pat Sakers whenever they get an off weekend or, or somewhere else. And, and, and it, it's, yeah, that's the thing about 206. It's a chess game. I mean, you really have, it's like watching cadets or a Yamaha race. You're just kind of buying your time, waiting, making sure you're there, but you don't want to lose a draft. And, and then when the, when the time to strike comes and you got you got to hit your mark and know where you want to do it. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to be hung out to dry. Well, I felt bad for Jacob Gulick as well as going up against the Egger brothers, right? So he just he knew he was in third at one point. He was able to get into second right at the very end. It, just awesome racing. Dalton ended up winning on uh, on Sunday, but man, it was it was fun to watch. Really fun to call because, of course, you just knew that the excitement was going to build all the way through to the very end. It was it was awesome. And, and two hundred six has become such a great part of the of the Can-Am Karting Challenge. We're back there. I want to say September fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth is the finale for the Can-Am Karting Challenge. We expect uh, a ton of drivers. going to be a lot more 206s as well. It's going to be a big finish. If you're in the Pacific Northwest and you want to come out to a big race at the end of the season, we're doing EKN Live again. We'll do the live broadcast. Uh, again, Pat's Acres, love that track. It's been probably 15 years since I've been on the mic there. So one of the tracks I went when I first started with the Supercarts USA Pro Moto Tour, Jim Murley and and the Eggers were one of the first American families that uh, that I, I got a chance to meet when I was was down doing events. So excited to get back to their track, and, and that's going to be an awesome race as well. I have no doubt. So trip. We talk about mid July, mid July with Texas Pro Car Challenge, mid to end with Can Am. You were at the USPKS race, the Hoosier State Grand Prix. Great numbers and awesome racing, as you said. Well, yeah, it helps to have the event two weeks before the Summer Nationals. So a lot of <laughs> Not a lot, but uh, I would say probably about 25 to 30% of the entries were there, mainly to, to tune up for this coming weekend's yeah. event. But you, you, you throw in the regular USPKS drivers that are already there, and it was, it was pretty stout fields, especially in the, uh, in the IME divisions. Uh, Yamaha's kind of lacking in the junior cadet, but uh, they still had some good races. But uh, the, the pro category, again, we talked about with Jars of Crack sweeping both. And then we had Alex Bertignoli sweeping the KA100 class. So that uh, continues to draw in good numbers. has great racing. I mean, you got, you know, probably anywhere between six to ten guys in that field that could win. And it just boils down to having the right cart set up and, and knowing when to make the right moves. And, and it's fun to watch. It's, it's kind of got a little bit more speed than, than the, the Yamaha cans and a little bit 
mm -hmm. a little bit slower than the than the X30s, but uh, it's fun to watch, definitely for sure. Is that going to be a rivalry? Are we talking about uh, Jarsa Crack versus Bertignoli this weekend as well? Praga versus Merlin? I don't think so much this weekend. I think for the finale that they're going to have in September at yep. uh, Autobahn Country Club, that's going to be that's going to be the final showdown between the two. Uh, you know, they've been going back nice. and forth in both categories because uh, Jarsa Crack's been racing K100 as well too. It's just Bertignoli just happened to have his number this weekend so now the top, the championship there is super tight uh jars crack pretty much has it wrapped up in the x30 class so he he won the ticket there to go to the IME international final so he's joining yep. max kowalski who was the top junior driver after the third event and santino uh uh santino Trusini. yes that's who i was trying to say uh, he yeah, he is good. the uh, mini guy along with Brent Cruz. So those four guys are going to represent Team USA and the USPKS race in France uh, this October. But um, it's all around the USPKS provides some great racing. It looked good. I was I was following in. Of course, I was at Mid Ohio with with IndyCar and the Maserati. And I was I was kind of following in. Of course, watching all the on Twitter all the time and Facebook. Great way to see who was who was winning races. Just kept looking over while I was on the mic myself and. Uh, that's just such a great series, and it's good to see get some good momentum. And again, I love seeing the rivalries develop between the teams, between the drivers, and uh, again, as you said, uh, Autobahn, the finale for the USPKS in late uh, September. You'll be there uh, with Tim Coyan to do the EKN live broadcast from that event. But that is the racing recap for this edition of the EKN debrief. Uh, lots of just a fantastic racing all the way through July. Of course, we're into August. September, everything kind of comes to a head, I think, of course, though. The uh, Supercars USA Pro Tour will challenge uh, their champions here uh, this coming weekend. Again, adding more drivers to go to the IAMI uh, World Final, as you talked about, already done with the USPKS number of drivers uh, getting those tickets already. David, let's, uh, as we do for every debrief, a little uh, jump in here to the Operation Grassroots. And we talk regional, we talk national racing, uh, but we always want to go back to that foundation. We've discussed that already. Of course, Operation Grassroots, kind of our hashtag uh, effort that we've done at eCardiNews.com to continue to promote the Briggs 206 program. And really some awesome news coming out, out uh, of Italy or out of whether it's uh, CRG Nordam down in Texas. CRG and Briggs and & Stratton forming a partnership with uh, a new uh, kind of a spec package, the CRG FS4 chassis and the Briggs 206 engine. They're going to take that package uh, to Europe and uh, see if they can't kind of fuel uh, growth of the affordable foundation over there as well. I think that's super exciting because we're already seeing what it's doing here in North America. It could really be a big thing, I think, for Europe as well. Well, it's just like Europe to copy America. I mean, we, we created <laughs> karting to begin with. Come on, you know. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, Drop the gauntlet. Just having fun. Well, it, it's funny because we always have the argument. Well, we don't want to be like Europe, but, you know, so we start our things. A lot of things we copy from them already, so it's just funny. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I well, like it. It's, it's, this is an awesome program. You know, talking with you and Jeffrey from CRG, it's there's there's a big gap between that rental cart where guys just go to a cart track, get in the rentals, drive around, and club racing. I mean, club racing is, is – very very high level up there i mean you we, we it's yeah. not as promoted as much as we see uh on online but uh he said the, the the amount of money that people put in for club racing it's just astronomical so 
he's seen what the Briggs and Stratton program has done over here with bringing in more and more people into the sport. I mean, that's as as industry members, that's what you want to do. You want to bring more and more people into the sport. So they have their rental cart program already set up at a lot of different tracks with their uh, rental cart line that they have. So if they add this into it, it's just it just gives them another step to go and to uh, enjoy something that's with spec tires, spec clutch, spec exhaust, other different unique updates that they're going to do to the cart and the engine just to make it a, a kind of a sexy package because we know Europeans love to have something sexy with their racing automobiles. <laughs> Well, and I love the fact because I know that with the CRG and they have an awesome rental cart program, uh, you know that we're going to actually get a chance to go down to Sarah Fisher's track in Speedway, Indiana, in Indianapolis there uh, in the off season, and probably at the PRI show to sample uh, the CRGs they have at that indoor track, and and that's the whole CRG line. I think, like you said, that's that one opportunity for these guys to come out of those rental carts and not make that big jump to regional racing or club, even, you know, club level, track level racing, whatever it may be. And you said they don't have a lot of those. We, we know that we don't have that, that, that cheap affordable level that we do have here, whether it is with the KT 100, which we know is, is a, is an affordable level to jump into as well. Uh, in the United States, they really don't have that in Europe and they have, they run the top level uh, X 30. And that's what you're running at the, at your club track events. Uh, so to have this two Oh six program, Say, some clubs have, uh, you know, the okay engines. You know, that's that's their, their club engine. Uh, you know, so, yeah, you're right. We have the Yamaha. We've had Briggs for a long time. They just don't have that kind of medium ground where people can come in. Yeah. Something that's comparable to rental carts even. I mean, that's what the, the Briggs 206 does. That's going to be a great deal. We'll keep an eye on it, folks. We'll let you know how things are going. We're going to obviously stay in connection with uh, you and Jeffrey from CRG Nordam. But, again, just uh, – you know, awesome to see CRG step up and do something like this, put together a package, and I think it's going to be something that can help build that that grassroots foundation in Europe. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it for sure and, and keep you updated here on the EKN Debrief. Moving now into it, David, we're uh, in the stretch run here. The racing calendar presented uh, this particular show by Zero Error Racing. We've got some events to talk to you about, folks. Uh, first of all, we'll, we'll give a big thank you to Zero Error Racing for being one of the uh, partners at eCardingNews.com. Zero Air Racing is among the made-in-the-USA companies that support motorsports and karting with unique products for racers of all levels. Owner Derek Fitzgerald is always developing and researching cutting-edge products for all facets of motorsports. Zero Air manufactures karting axles and accessories like hubs, axle keys, sprockets, and billet brake and gear hubs, as well as battery boxes and motor mounts. Make sure to visit their website at zeroerror.com, zero-error.com. And follow them on Facebook. David, uh, looking down the schedule here, we got a lot of uh, EKN Live events, EKN Trackside Live, where either you and I are we're split or together. Tons of stuff going in August, and uh, we're getting ready to get back at it. Of course, this weekend, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals, live play-by-play on ecardinews.com slash live. Uh, thrilled to have uh, three broadcast partners with us as well, Russell Carding Specialties and Paralim. Nitro Kart and Dallas Karting Complex and Sodi Kart on board with us this weekend here. But uh, to be honest, eh, this is a packed weekend. <laughs> you can you can go to Newcastle and, and do Supercarts USA. You can do some street racing. And you can do some road racing. This is one of the more packed and more diverse weekends, I think, in the, of the summer. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose. Uh, <laughs> as we, as no, we I know. know. Things I know. And excuse them moving their date. You know, that, that kind of ruffled yeah. up some feathers, but uh, it, it is what it is. And 
and we're moving forward. But yeah, a lot of the grassroots racers, Operation Grassroots guys, are going to Elkhart Grand Prix, the revival of that famed street race that in Northern Indiana, yeah. that uh, a lot of a lot of veterans in the sport have been to uh, in the past. This year, now it's a new new program, the DSAC karting, and uh, so we'll see how the uh, the numbers are and 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 the fun factor that we hear back from that event. But also, uh, black. Yeah, wishing them the wishing them wishing them the best, of yes. course, right, Dave? Like that, that's Mike Burrell and that whole crew working hard to, to make that event something that's going to be around for a number of years, for a long time, and, and to see it come back, I love it, and I, and I think they're going to get great numbers, and it's awesome to be. You know, we're going to get, there's obviously over 250 people racing at the Summer Nationals in Newcastle, but this is a a different group of racers, and I'm hoping they get great numbers as well. Yeah, and it's something for the community. It's a great exposure opportunity for the sport because a lot of people in the area that were kids saw the the original Elkhart Grand Prix. Now they're going to be able to take their kids to it. So I think it's something that's going to be great for the sport. But uh, And then in Illinois this weekend on the border of Wisconsin at uh, Blackhawk Farms Raceway is the championship enduro series their annual August event. Uh, it's normally a great time on and off the track. Moving then to August 18th, 19th, 20th, Rock Cup USA Midwest will run at Newcastle. Uh, the Route 66 Sprint Series, definitely one of the top regional programs in the country, uh, set to go at Audubon Country Club. Another fantastic series, the Gear Up F Series, running at F1 Boston. This is all on August 18th, 19th, and 20th. Uh, the Northwest Gold Cup, uh, a little bit of confusion ra- uh, surrounding this race at Sumas International Motorsports Academy uh, up in Sumas, Washington there. It was uh, it was going to be a Northwest Gold Cup, then it wasn't going to be a Gold Cup. Now I believe they're back on board with it being a Gold Cup, so we'll stick with that at this point. And last but not least, uh, the LAKC, the Los Angeles Karting Championship, of course, at Cal Speed for another round of their championship. Move forward another weekend, a couple weeks from now, August 25th, 26th. David, you'll be heading up to Wolf Paving Raceway, Dousman, Wisconsin, Badger for the WK Manufacturers Cup Series. Another ECAN trackside live program. It'll be great to hit there because uh, they have the new addition now to the racetrack. Yeah. So we'll be uh, utilizing that for the WK race. And so I'm excited to see how that turns out uh, with the racing there. I mean, we always have great racing there. It's a tight, old school track. Kind of like your Goodwood up there in Ontario. It is. Very similar. Uh, I like going there. It's a great area to go to, Oconomowoc, home of Bobby Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And uh, one more week after that, and I'll say this with a little sadness because I can't go again this year, but the annual Rock Island Grand Prix Labor Day weekend in uh, Rock Island, Illinois. Again, David will be there with Tim Coyan uh, for the ECAN Trackside Live coverage September 2nd and 3rd. And not only that, David, but you're back behind the wheel at the rock, trying to get that elusive rock. I gotta win that damn thing. You gotta win that rock. It's gonna be I, well. That's why I think I'm gonna gain weight this year and run masters and 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 try and take down that Tony Nielsen guy. I think it's a great idea. I think you should run that class. I'm working on it. You got the alu- You got the aluminum style dialed in. You went uh, testing at East Lansing. Got the thing. Ready to rock? Was, you're, was, good at, you're good at Rock Island, though. We was, know that. It was great in the left-hander, so I got that going for me. <laughs> That's the thing. Then you're set. <laughs> now, Rock Island's always exciting. I, and looking forward to some good numbers. It, it's been great, Dave. I, I haven't been able to be there. I was, I'm at Watkins Glen with IndyCar and, and Road to Indy. But to see kind of the resurgence, and again, where's it coming from? That grassroots level, right? That, that 206 program that just 
it, whether it's the different categories they have, whether it's the Masters category, whether it's the massive Margate Ignite Challenge, it's just good to see the resurgent coming back here for the Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, even even in the shifter categories with the addition of the ADCC yeah. shifter class there, you know, just guys that want to go fast. I mean, you know, Josh Lane's really behind the shifter program there, getting guys just – just call. He's calling flat out, calling them out on Facebook. I mean, that's the great thing. He's like, "Hey, come race! I don't care. We're all going to have the same set of tires, this and that. Let's just let's just go and have fun." And that and that's what the Rock Island really is about. Is just going there, being able to race on the city streets, having a blast off the streets, and uh, it, it's it, it it it's really grassroots racing at its best. Yeah, Dave. Collectively, you and I probably hit what thirty karting events throughout the year. It's probably. It's probably one of the best times you have. It's the good thing about Rock Island, of course. The hotels right downtown, great restaurants, uh, the the concerts on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. But it's just the atmosphere. It's more laid back. It's not you know. It's not quite as hectic as a as a hardcore Scusa weekend or whatever it may be. It's just such a great time. Rock Island. If you if you've never been there. That's a bucket list race. You have got to come and run Rock Island. Yeah, you ask the guys from the Northwest that came down with Italian Motors. Ask Ethan Wilson in California who came out and ran the last two years. Ask all the guys in Texas that have come up to race the shifter cart classes. It's just guys from the Northeast, guys from Florida, guys from Bermuda, everywhere. Everybody comes to the Rock Island at least once. you got to try it. Definitely do it, folks. That's Labor Day weekend, September 2nd and 3rd in Rock Island, Illinois. Fantastic event. Well, Dave, that's going to wrap things up. The racing calendar presented by Zero Error Racing. We do want to give a big thanks to our presenting sponsors here this particular broadcast, IAMI USA. You can head to IAMIUSAEast.com or IAMIUSAWest.com if you want to have a look at the lineup of Swift and X30 and KA products. Uh, Zero Error Racing, again, big thanks to them at zero-error.com. And, David, we're looking good here. Right around the 42-minute mark. It'll be 45 when we're all said and done. Obviously, a bit of a preview. We're going to have this thing out before the Scusa Summer Nationals. we got a lot of stuff happening for that. We're going to add a little bit of uh, little video uh, reports at the end of each day, a lot of great social media uh, to be able to connect people that can't be at the track. But the bottom line is we're going to crown some champions in Pro Tour action here this weekend. Nine categories, nine champions. It's going to be an amazing weekend. You know, I haven't I haven't looked at the weather yet, so I don't want to jinx anything. But but the track I know has been busy the last two weeks. With they had their Scusa warm up weekend this weekend at uh, Newcastle, so they had about 50 guys. I think they said came out and practice. So a lot of people have been putting a lot of effort and time into making sure they come out the summer nationals as either a champion or even a winner, because there's going to be a lot of guys that are going there just to win. I mean, the, just to get a Summer Nationals victory on your on your resume is definitely going to be something you want to do. And, David, the cool thing about this year, obviously the adjustment for the Pro Tour this year where they took the Super Nationals out in years past. In fact, the first uh, six years of the program, the Super Nationals was always the finale. And you had drivers going there as the champion, having to battle with guys that were just trying to win the Super Nationals. And that's a different thing this weekend, isn't it? The fact that everybody's in this deal. Nobody's, you said guys are going to be trying to go for the race win, but it's not like all the different Europeans, Canadians, uh, South Americans coming into the Super Nats and it's, you know, an all out war. Well, there's guys that are like, I'm, I'm trying to win a championship here at the same time. This oh, well. frees everything up. They can get the job done on Sunday. I think the only exception to that is to, is uh, X30 senior because we have Canadians coming down. We have some Europeans coming over uh, with, with, Big field, too. big field of of almost sixty guys. You know, it's 
that that class is going to be, I think, a barn burner. And guys, I mean, it's going to be heated. Let's just say, call it mildly. <laughs> it's going to be a heated weekend in that category. I think ever all the other ones, it's going to be, you know, your typical hard racing guys going after it, trying to win, but nothing too crazy. But uh, you know, you know, something that me and you have kind of talked about off the air is 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 no no pushback bumpers this weekend. We heard yeah. a lot of people asking for it, but uh, I think Scusa is just going to stick with their guns and and try and make sure they they assess the penalties that they need to assess and and try and get as many eyes on the on the view on the racetrack as possible to uh, to watch it, especially with the uh, the the video marshalling system. So we'll see yeah, how that I, well that's done with Newcastle being so big as it is. Well, Supercarts USA has uh, sampled it, as we know, David. They uh, they've been running the pushback in a couple of the categories of the Pro Car Challenge and the LAKC. I, I don't think they've come to the decision that that's what they want to do yet, but they have sampled it and are working with it. They're not going to run it here this weekend, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. We'll be uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see what the the opening corner is. Now you've done a couple of events. You did the USPKS where they did it, and it's been working for their starts. I was at the Can-Am Karting Challenge events at both Tri Cities and Chilliwack. Starts were fantastic there as well. I'm I like the pushback, but again, the the concept is that is to try to find the right medium and try, or try to find the right balance point, and Scusa just not quite ready. Uh, to pull the trigger on it completely. That will wrap things up, folks. If you want to tune in, we'll be live all weekend long. Of course, we'll do final practice on Friday from Newcastle, EKN Live, which will be brought to you this weekend by our broadcast partners, uh, Russell Karting and Perilin, uh, Nitro Kart, and Dallas Karting Complex and Sodi Kart. Again, a big thank you to those broadcast partners. We're going to have a lot of fun with them here this weekend. It's going to be great. EKN Live all weekend long. David Cole and Rob Howden will be live. We've got lots of social media coming on. Make sure you follow us. Uh, so that uh, we can dial everything up and uh, and get you guys really connected to what will be a fantastic event. It's going to be Championship Sunday, and we'll find out who is going to win uh, those number one plates. David, any final words before we cap things off? I'm ready to go to Newcastle again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do you actually have a room at the Steve Alford All-American? Like, that's just your room? Uh, no, because I've stayed in Greenfield the last two times. Ah, all right. so, I had two di- so this will be my third different hotel. Other than that, I probably wow. could have stayed in Mike Adams' RV at the track. But, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to shut this down, Dave. You got more work to do. We still got previews coming. Well, there, there are. By the time you hear this, they're already be out. But Dave's got lots of work to do. Uh, this is going to be a big weekend for us, folks. We're looking forward to getting to Newcastle once again. David, of course, is second home, but it will be the championship weekend for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour at Newcastle. Thank you again. Uh, for listening in, again, subscribe on iTunes, the EKN Debrief. Lots more podcasts coming. But again, uh, on behalf of David Cole, this has been Rob Howden, and it's a production of the EKN Radio Network.